Evening on Dado Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Dead Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the gonna be more careful about what I eat. You'll know later. Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com or on the Twitter, Instagram, Facebooky places at Odd Dad Out. And this is the show where I share whatever the hell's going on in my little squirrel brain. I make fun of some weird shit from the news, and I tell you about a podcast that I think you need to listen to, because sharing is caring, <laughs> as as I like to say and rip off from some commercial somewhere in the 80s, I think it was. So, remember last week, or when I was talking about food stock, and I mentioned how my wife was sick at the time? Well... And she had what I can only describe as a a hundred degree fever paired with a a viciously wicked cough. It just was not pleasant. And so, you know, she, she we went through all that. And by the time of food stock, she was on kind of the tail end of it. But she was miserable for quite a while. And you know how it is, especially in this house sick doesn't stay put. It just usually ends with her rather than begins. But in this case, it very quickly spread to Damien, who actually ended up spending the next week. He only went to school. He went to school on Tuesday. On Monday, both of the the older boys actually were homesick. But on Tuesday, he actually got worse. Or he, well, so... His fever kind of cleared up and you're like, okay, he's doing a little bit better today. And he went to school, but he, he really still had a, the cough and it was, you know, his teachers were saying, Hey, yeah, it looks like you're still sick. Maybe you should, you know, uh, maybe you shouldn't have come back cause you're still coughing a lot. And so he ended up staying home Wednesday and Thursday too, because incidentally on Tuesday night, his fever spiked. He went from, okay, he's doing okay. He's better. He's just got a little cough to he's got a hundred degree fever again. The fuck. So he ends up spending the next two days home, which, you know, know, how things go. It's, you know, kids home sick. What can you do? But by the end of it, he ends up finally going back to school on Friday. It was like, uh, I, I hate when he misses so much time from school because he's out three days. Odd that again, not even consecutive days, but he was out three days, and that just messes with him with homework and classwork and getting stuff done and all that. But I'm like, all right, well, come the weekend, he's finally kind of clear of it. And what happens now? Sam, our three year old, middle of the night, I think it was four, maybe 4 30. And I'm getting home and, you know, I, when I get home, I go in and I check on everybody and everyone's, you know, knocked out in their beds and it was late. So I went and climbed straight into bed. I'm like, fuck it. I'm tired. I have not even fallen completely asleep before I hear this wretch, like ultra violent 
like throat scraping lungs just being hocked up you know just the most violent cough you could imagine coming from down the hall and i immediately recognize it and like i hear the gate open and the crying and the coughing it's sam out of nowhere you know, the house was dead silent when i came home I checked on him, like, literally, it's like maybe 15, 20 minutes before, I just checked on him. And next thing I know, he is crying, fussing, at the end of the hall, curled, like, kind of bunched up, crying, coughing his head off. Like, when I heard him, and when Rihanna heard him, we immediately thought, especially because he was crying, that he threw up. No, it just was that violent of a cough. It's that violent, it's like a violent wet cough. It sounds like everything he's ever eaten in his life is about to come at you. But he's not. It's a dry in that, like, it sounds wet, but it's it's not. There's nothing there. <laughs> and it sucked because, you know, I, I'm trying to deal with, you know, I just got home. It's four something in the morning. The boys still have school tomorrow. And I have to take them to school because Rihanna had a bunch of overtime that she had to do. So I was having to take the boys to school in the morning. I was like, fuck, this is going to suck. But it, like, I, I just, you know, kind of swooped him up. I tried to calm him down, try to get him to drink some, like here, drink some water here you know, uh, here, let's get some, some cough medicine, nothing. He refused. He did not want anything. I, fair enough. He was afraid that if he drank any water or had any medicine or something, he was going to throw it up, which for a three-year-old to have that sort of, uh, self-awareness is quite impressive in his experience. When he's coughing a lot, he tends to throw up if he's drinking anything. So he didn't want anything. He didn't want to throw up because throwing up sucks. Well, and I basically was like, fine. Okay. Do you want to just go back to bed with me? Like, okay. Yeah. Get him back in bed. He spends, he ended up sp- sleeping in our bed for almost a week, almost the whole week. <laughs> it was, last night was the first night that he hasn't stayed in our bed and it would be fine. It's like, Hey, he's three. He's small. He did. He doesn't take up a lot of space and I'm working at night. Most of the nights it doesn't really bug me except he kicks and and punches and he's a very uh, rough violent sleeper. He's he's just tosses and tur- turns a lot. So it, it's not the most pleasant experience with him in the bed. And of course, you know, in the, in the morning we're dealing with all the things he did not want anything to eat for better part of a day and a half. He just did not like. Oh, do you want some crackers? Do you want some the, nothing? He didn't want anything. I think probably from the cough making his his throat scratchy, it probably hurt to swallow, whatever. He, I finally, like midway through the day, got him to drink some water. And so he was like nursing the same cup of water all day. But he basically sat in my bed for two days. He would just lay there. He was like, no, I just want to, he's like, he didn't want to watch TV. He didn't want to play. He just curled up in our bed and knocked the hell out. For the better part of two days. 
And by day two, he started, you know, getting hungry again and started wanting to try and eat. You know, he actually got up and had breakfast. He, he was still iffy about most other stuff, but I think it was by that point, he just, he didn't eat anything for a whole day and I'm sure he was starving, but he was still coughing and he still had this fever and he still does now. It's been all, you know, a little over a week. He's, he's still kind of riding this low grade fever and the cough. And in the meantime, Bug has picked it up too, which kind of makes sense because he's home with us all day and he's been sitting there, you know, with, with Sam in, in my bed, basically we've kind of been spending our mornings. It's like, he's the big troublemaker. He's the one that wants to go get into everything. So we all just curl up in the bed, pull out my laptop and watch Netflix for the morning, which is a great way to keep the boys entertained. But basically I, I could sit there and sleep. And Bugs sitting there watching Netflix with us in bed and Sam is knocked the hell out. So we're all getting, you know, basically getting rest and Bug isn't causing any trouble. He's just sitting there watching cartoons on Netflix on my laptop. So, it's, and if we're all together, it's fine. Yay. But this also means times where I would have been up and being productive and sidebar, you know, people might tell you that because there's a lot of people like I have a lot of friends who are podcast editors like me who basically work from home and they get up and they never put on pajamas or, or voice actors who get up and they, they, they live in their studios. They live it behind their computers and they, they don't have to get up and go interact with the world during the day. So they never bother getting dressed. They get up, they throw on sweatpants or they put on, or they're, they're in pajamas all day or whatever. And, and they do their thing. And I have found that if I don't get up and get dressed in the morning, I'm not nearly as productive. If I'm in pajamas, it means I'm not doing anything. It's almost like my my default. Pajamas means I'm not doing shit right now. But if I get up and get dressed, I'm I'm just immediately more productive for the day. Mondays when I have to take the boys to school in the morning, I have to get up. I have to get dressed so I can because I'm not a show up to to drop off in, in pajamas guy. I don't walk out the door in my pajamas. So I've found that if I actually get up and get dressed, I'm more productive in my day. So see, that's just how that works for me. And sidebar. Anyway, so naturally with bug spending all this time, we're sitting there, we're all grouped together in bed with, we've got the humidifier going. And that's a big part of why we were in my room is that with Rihanna being sick, we had the humidifier going. And it was already in here, big comfy bed. We can all sit here, here. We're all going to stay in here and have the humidifier going for them. Fine. Well, naturally bug being in here and us all kind of hunched together in the same bed for all of this, uh, nap time, Netflixing and, and, and sick bug ended up getting sick. So right now I'm dealing with the two littles, both having this nasty cough. And for the most part, I'm being able to kind of keep their fevers in check with, with Motrin and stuff like that. But again, I, I'm surprised I haven't got it yet. Really considering I normally am the one of the first, normally it's a case of the boys get something and then I immediately get it because I'm around the boys the most. But this time it started with my wife worked its way through the boys. And, and as of right now, I haven't gotten it. And I'm, I'm wondering really, because I had kind of a cough, no fever or anything, just a really 
uh, annoying cough a few weeks ago before she got sick. And I thought that's what she was going to have. Not what she had, (laughs) not what they have. And so I don't know if what I went through is what they're going to go through. But it's, it's kind of interesting because ever since I started doing the, the, the allergy pill stuff, the Zyrtec, I, I haven't been getting as, I haven't been feeling as cruddy about stuff like that. I've been a little more tired. <laughs> then again, I've also been working late nights and having sick boys around and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I'm uh, Maybe the immune help or something might be a side effect of being on the, the allergy meds. I don't know. Don't know. The being sleepy is definitely an effect of allergy meds. I think every every allergy medication has that side effect. But I don't know. I've I've I don't know. <laughs> but that's that's it for that's enough enough sick kids talk. You guys know by now my kids get sick, everybody ends up getting sick by the end of it. I'm just hoping this time it's not me. <laughs> I'm hoping to escape this one. I don't know how, because again, I'm the one who's with them all day and having and doing all the things with them, but I'm hoping. <laughs> but I'm going to take my first little break here, play you some promos, and I will be back with the news. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin, and we can't believe it's already time for the 2019 live stream for The Cure. Thanks to our amazing peers, listeners, and supporters. Last year, we crushed our goal of $5,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. The Cancer Research Institute is funding research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer. Every single cent we raise goes to them. And they're also rated over 92% on CharityNavigator.org. This year, we're aiming our sights even higher with our most ambitious event to date. Join us May 17th through the 19th on twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys for 40 hours of live content from us and other amazing shows who will join us to try to reach $7,500. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure for more information or to find out how you can be a part of the event. Together, we can make a difference. If you're looking for an in-depth, detailed, academic analysis of the past, devoid of any comedy or entertainment value presented by an educated historian with a PhD, this isn't the show for you. Hi, I'm Tawny Plattis, a professional voiceover actor who gives a very casual, very Southern Californian, and hopefully very comedic retelling of the sexy, scandalous, and salacious stories from history your teacher probably left out on my podcast, The Dirty Bits. Catch the show on tawnyvoice.com or anywhere podcasts are found. Chat soon, lovebug. Bullshit from the news. It's another one of those... Wow, there was actually a theme to it this week, sort of news weeks. First, and I didn't even catch it. I seriously, I w- I didn't even catch that there was a theme until I was I was kind of typing up 
the, the, the show notes and, and putting the artwork together. And I realized everything is about eating. <laughs> and I didn't even catch it. I didn't catch it. I, I pulled the stories. I did the things. I had everything arranged. And then I realized after writing everything up and was writing my little blip at the top of the page, if you ever actually read the show notes, that they're all related to eating. So let's let's just start. <laughs> First up, Canadian doctors warn women to stop eating their placenta. Gross. So I don't know if you were aware, but in recent years, there's been kind of a trend of women consuming their placenta for, um, after they give birth. The people that support this, that are that are endorsing this, and the, the celebrities, the, the Kim Kardashians, and the Gwyneth Paltrow's, and 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 there's a bunch of others. That, uh, they all claim that there's a bunch of health benefits from it. It's so amazing. It's it's all natural. It's from your body. It it it's just it's extra. It's nutrients. Uh, nutrients. It's nutrients and and nutrition and things that that. You know, the it's for the baby, and if you eat it, then you will get all this nutrition, and it's great for postpartum depression, and and it helps with lactation, and it's iron, and and and, and all this blah 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 blah. These are the same type of um, claims, and the science behind this is about as as, as helpful and as as accurate as flat Earth and anti vaxxers the science doesn't back you up. Sorry. There's actually no doctor who has ever been able to identify any health benefits, real legitimate, uh, uh, documentable health benefits for eating placenta. On the flip side, they actually found out there's a very high risk of infection. Matter of fact, most health departments in most countries especially like Canada, Australia, the USA, warn women do not eat placenta. And this isn't even like, a, you know, they're not sitting there. I, th- I have to assume they're going with like when you see an animal give birth in the wild, like uh, a, a cow or, <laughs> or, or something like that or a sheep or I don't, I don't know. You see a lot of the time kangaroo, I don't know. Just picking random animals. You see them after they give birth, they eat the placenta. And I and, and in those cases, yes, this is a nutrition thing. That's a, they're not people. In the case of people, it's dangerous. People contain really nasty stuff because we put really nasty stuff into our bodies. The point of the placenta is A, providing nutrition. Also, it basically acts as the 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 catcher of infection it is it is the the snot the eyelashes the 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 all of the the mucous membranes you know if you know what mucous membranes are for it's a barrier that keeps shit from getting into shit it keeps the nasty stuff out it keeps the nasty stuff away from the baby well let's all get stuck in the placenta that's what it's for well guess what placenta can contain Streptococcus, uh, HIV, hepatitis, all of these bacteria and, and viruses and things 
can actually still be there in the placenta after birth. It's there to stop that from getting to the baby. If you eat it, you're just ingesting all of that shit. Especially in the case of streptococcus, which, if you know anything about it, is basically isn't gonna, it's not digestible, I guess you could say. It's immune to being digested. It lives in, in, in the lower intestine area. And it, it's, it's a fecal bacteria. Yeah. Your body, it, it doesn't like it. It also can't kill it. That's why you get sick from it so easily. And there are women who are out there and some of, fuck, some of, some women are eating this shit raw. Blech. Again, you're not a cow. You're not a horse. You don't eat your placenta. Others are doing like freeze dried and making in pills. There's just, but no matter what, either it's initially contaminated or there's a high risk of it becoming contaminated in the process between birth and, and turning it into a pill. Don't just don't. There's no documentable health benefits. And all of the science actually says you have a higher risk of getting an infection from it than you do from getting any health benefits. There was actually a case in the States. Let me pull it up here. Uh, let's see. In 2017, Center for Disease Control in the U.S. said placenta capsule ingestion should be avoided after a baby was hospitalized with a bacterial infection traced back to placenta pills mom had been taking. Don't take placenta pills. Don't. Just don't. Stop eating placenta. Never mind the plague. I mean, the infection. Never mind the infection. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Just don't eat them. It's gross. Bah. Like I said, speaking of plagues. <laughs> oh, man. A couple dies from bubonic plague. Yeah, that plague. After eating raw marmot. A couple in Mongolia have died from bubonic plague after consuming raw marmot meat. Um, this also ended up resulting in the, the quarantine that left uh, about 118 villagers and foreign tourists trapped in the village for six days. Yeah, because it's a fucking plague. Don't you know where plagues come from? Bubonic plague is carried by rodents, like all of them, from fleas and all of the stuff. I don't know what the fuck they did with it. I mean, theoretically, I mean, I don't know how plague travels. Exactly. I know it can, it's, it's all of the, the, the shit, the, you know, in, in Europe and the black plague and all this. Yeah. It's that same thing. Don't eat rodents. At, at, at the very least, don't eat raw rodents. Gross. It's rodents can carry so many diseases and I'm not shitting on rodents. I mean, okay. To a certain degree I am, but a great many really, really bad illnesses are transmitted by rodents. That's just fact. That is just something that is true that exists. Rodents carry disease because rodents are not really resistant to disease. In most cases, they don't live in, uh, granted, yeah, that's that's uh, urban rodents and stuff, but they don't all live in the cleanest of areas. And a lot of them are so, so, uh, omnivorous or whatever that they'll, 
they can thrive in such conditions that, yeah, they can be in some really shitty places. How do you know they haven't come into contact? It's like a house fly landing on your food. You know that fly has touched shit somewhere. Don't eat rodents. And and I realized Paul from Varmints is going to sit here and yell at me. He was like, not all rodents. I know not all rodents. But this particular rodent had plague. So <laughs> this is in Mongolia. They're literally on the border between China and Russia. And they got plague. Now, just as a, a side tangent, most people don't realize that bubonic plague still exists in the world. There are still outbreaks throughout the world. There actually were some, there was a small outbreak of plague here in Arizona last year. It, it happens. It's just kind of a thing. There are, you know, ways to, to take care of it and to prevent it and to lessen your risk of encountering it. But again, back to the anti-vaxxers. People don't want to do the shit to not get killed by something that we thought was dead. It's seriously, plague is like a zombie disor- disorder. It's like measles. Shit, we shouldn't still be having to deal with bubonic plague, but we do. So, don't eat the fucking rat. <laughs> I know it wasn't a rat. Whatever. And then your neighbors won't have to get quarantined because you were a dumb fuck. Yes, I realize I'm calling these dead people dumb fucks, but they were dumb fucks who died from plague because they ate a fucking rat. Uh, <laughs> I didn't intend to get as angry on that one. So, you know, two down, one to go, which means it's time for the jackass of the week. This one's actually a little bit different. Still food, but more of seriously, people. There is a class action lawsuit being filed against post cereals claiming that Cocoa Pebbles contain no real, air quotes, real cocoa. Yeah, that's what they're fucking suing over because the current box says made with real cocoa. So they're basically saying, if you look at the ingredients list of uh, Cocoa Pebbles, and I think there's, there's a handful of other ones that have chocolate in them, but in the ingredients list, it says that it is made, the, the ingredient listed is uh, cocoa processed with alkali, which basically uh, it reduces the acidity of the cocoa powder. These people that are complaining, that are being fucking nitpicky, now this isn't artificial cocoa. This is an artificial chocolate flavoring. This is real cocoa treated with alkali which makes it appear darker. It makes it a darker color and it reduces the acidity. It's not as sharp of a, of a chocolate flavor. It's more mellow. It's what it's for. It's processed a little bit more. These people are getting super nitpicky saying it's not real cocoa that by putting real cocoa on the box, you're saying that it is made with pure unadulterated cocoa powder, which is the basically... And when you make cocoa powder, you crush up the cocoa nibs. If you know anything about the, the structure of how, what a, a cocoa bean is, but you crush the little nibs, you, you, you separate the cocoa butter 
and it's solids and blah, 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 blah. And it's pressed into cakes and it's ground up and that's cocoa powder. That is raw cocoa powder. It's just separating the components of, of the bean. Well, because they aren't stopping and just using the raw cocoa powder in that form, they're processing it, processing it, lots of S's, processing it further that now it's not real cocoa because it's fr- it's processed cocoa. Grumble, grumble, harumph, harumph. It's fucking chocolate. Stop bitching. You're still serving. You're still eating fucking cook- candy cereal. What the fuck difference does it make if it's real chocolate, if it's unadulterated, pure, raw, natural cocoa, or if it's been processed to make it less acidic? Because guess what? We don't like acid. <laughs> and if if you've ever had raw, unadulterated cocoa powder, shit's bitter as fuck. It is super sharp. It is bitter as fuck. It is not good for most things. There's a reason there's something called Dutch processed cocoa. That's what most shit is made from. Raw, straight, real cocoa powder is bitter as fuck and it's nasty. <laughs> really? And anybody who's ever tried to cook with it, it is a bitch and a half to, to cook with. You use processed cocoa for cooking. That's just how cooking works. Cooking is chemistry. They're just using a step ahead. It's real cocoa. It's not artificial cocoa. It's just processed further. That's, that's, that is literally, they're suing over that saying it's not real cocoa. It's real cocoa. That is, that is ultimately the thing. There's nothing fake about it. This is not, you know, saying made with real cane sugar and you've been using, uh, corn syrup. That's completely different thing. (laughs) It's not made with real banana flavoring. And it's obviously, you know, runts. Runts are not made with real banana flavoring because real banana flavor doesn't taste anything like candy banana flavor or uh, artificial grape. Artificial grape, I've never found a grape in the world that tastes like artificial grape. Just saying. Chocolate is chocolate is chocolate. You don't have to fake chocolate, but there's sure as shit not going to be fake. It's real. They're not using any artificial flavor here. It's made with real cocoa. It's just processed a little further. Stop being nitpicky bitches. As, as far as like... I can't see any 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 side of this where these people are going to win because it's real cocoa. They aren't claiming natural. They aren't claiming there's no claim being made that it is not that it, it, they're not saying it's organic or pure or and none of that. It's real. They're just saying it's real. That's all. It's not artificial vanilla. <laughs> It's real, real cocoa, not real cocoa flavoring, real cocoa. That's it. Stop bitching. You're going to (laughs) lose. They're going to lose bad (laughs) because, and if I I almost want to do a follow-up on this because if they lose, I'm going to want to find out what the fuck this judge has been smoking because it's real cocoa. (laughs) That's it. It's not cocoa extract, not, you know, essence of cocoa. It's not produced from beaver anal glands. 
it's sad to say a lot of artificial flavorings come from that. It's really, bleh. it's just processed further. It's white rice. This is the white rice of cocoa. All rice is the same shit. It is. Brown rice, white rice, it's the same rice. One's just been processed further. It's bleached white flour, not whole wheat flour. Same shit. Just processed further. That's what this is. This is the white flour. It's it's the white rice. I realize I'm giving you all these white examples for chocolate things, but still. Incidentally, sidebar. White chocolate isn't actually chocolate. It doesn't have any of the cocoa powder or any of that shit in it. White chocolate is the byproduct of making actual chocolate. Anyway, if you take all of the chocolate out of the chocolate, that's what you're left with is white chocolate. Anyway, fuck God, stop just being, stop being so fucking nitpicky about food. God damn it. <laughs> fucking jackasses. All right, I'm going to play one more promo for you and I will be right back with this week's recommended listening feature, Your Brain on Facts. Hey, my name's Paul and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> Recommended listening. Need to satisfy a hungry mind? Every week, your brain on facts brings you science. Why does mint feel cold? History. King Charles II of Spain was so inbred, his family didn't bother educating him. Medicine. Two doctors tested cocaine as an anesthetic by injecting it into their own spines. Music. Many hit songs and even entire albums were written for revenge. Technology. The first video game was made on an oscilloscope in 1958. Art. Restorers destroyed a da Vinci sketch by dunking it in water and alcohol and every other topic under the sun. Look for Your Brain on Facts on your favorite podcast app or at yourbrainonfacts.com. Your Brain on Facts. This is one of those shows, like so many I've talked about recently, where I've heard about it, and I've heard about it a lot, for a long time. I just never listened to it. And it's one back when Emily would put uh, promo kind of promos on the front end of the story behind where she would talk about, Hey, if you're into this, maybe check out these different podcasts. And she would kind of do that. And the, at the opening of her show, this was one of the ones in the, the history category. And I was like, well, it, it's history. History shows are boring. And I realized that by uh, the story behind, not boring, dirty bits, not boring. Now, Tawny will argue that she's not a history show, that she's a comedy show. Either way, she's still teaching you about shit. 
So I was like, I, I don't care about the history shows. I love trivia stuff. And that's why I like the story behind it. I love trivia and I love weird shit. And so Moxie from Your Brain on Facts is the person who put together the whole uh, Operation Switcheroo back at April Fool's, which is a fun thing to do. And this was my first interaction with her. Again, I'd seen her around. I knew who she was. I knew the show. I'd never listened. But I figured, you know what? She's putting this whole thing together. I'm going to go ahead and listen to the show. And now I'm like, damn it, why haven't I been listening to this the whole time? <laughs> because really, it's just a, a, an information dump. It's pick a topic. And she digs up all of this crazy information about the, in the various things. Whether it's people who survived longer than they should have, like those unkillable people, or this this week's episode was actually about uh, female photographers throughout history, like famous female photographers, which was, huh, I, I, it's not a topic you'd think of, but it's something that works. And it's something that like, hey, this is a lot more interesting than I thought it was originally going to be. <laughs> And she makes, you get so much information out of her, but she makes it worth listening to. Recently, she did an episode, I think it was actually about a month ago now that I look at it, about voice actors and the, the amount of work and the, the famous voices and the people that you don't realize you've heard them everywhere. <laughs> and, and, and the life of a voice actor and that stuff, she did... She did, and this was this was funny because she had a a poll up about um, topics for the show, and somebody put up there basically, "I dare you to do an episode on Finland." And although it wasn't you know meant as a challenge, she took it as a challenge, and she did an entire episode on Finland because. For whatever reason, she has an amazing talent for research. I mean, she's famous court cases and like people who had like crazy uh, attempts at like uh, where you <laughs> people who were trying to put forward like really crazy, uh, uh, not please, their justification or their explanation. I'm the legal term is blanking. <laughs> alibi or whatever or you know the devil made me do it that's that short sort of shit on all those sort of things um famous physicians and things like that sigmund freud i love this the title of the sigmund freud sigmund freud was full of shit obviously censored because you know itunes are dicks you know it's a uh christmas spirit and uh monsters and other fun yeah it's just, she does all these different crazy, there's so much to learn. And she does this amazing job of giving you these straight stories about all of these things. Because it's not like, you know, fact, date, fact, date, fact. She has, it's a story. Every, every little thing has a story. And that's what I, I really like about it because I like stories. I like you know, 
history is boring because most people who teach history are boring. They can't tell a story effectively. History books are not written entertainingly. They're written like math books. They're written fact, numbers, dates, facts. They don't, but Moxie has this great ability to tell these stories with such emotion. And there was one about, I, I think it was in the, the Finland episode, talking about this sniper who this guy, holy shit, I don't know how many times I stopped and was like, holy shit, during the story of this sniper. <laughs> this guy was just amazing. And, I, and her ability to tell these stories about these historical figures and these historical things and her ability to shit all over Sigmund Freud so effectively. <laughs> and I've heard that from a few different shows, but her amazing ability to mix in all of the facts and, and, and dates and things with these really amazing, compelling stories. And I like the, the, the one with the, the female camera, uh, uh, photographers, sorry, photographer. That's the word it was the female photographers. And I was just listening to that last night. Apparently one of the women in the story is still alive and like a hundred something years old, as far as people can tell, they're like, okay, as far as we can tell, she's still alive and she, she should be like 102 or something. Holy shit. <laughs> but what the hell? And she still apparently is, is at it and, 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 you know, out there shooting damn good for her. And, but just, she draws you in and it's kind of funny in that, that like her ability to draw you in and really get you with the stories. Because for the most part, she kind of has a robotic voice. And it's really funny because I, I like I said, I've talked about how I listen up to like one and a half and two X speed. Now her voice at two X speed straight up sounds like a robot. No lie. She sounds like a robot at two X speed, but it's still, it still grabs. It doesn't matter if she sounds like a, a high speed robot or, or if she sounds like the most out there dynamic and all over the place and boom. And I don't know. I'm, I'm it's the, the thing about improvising. This is, <laughs> and the, the pulling expressions out of my ass is that I don't have a thing prepared for which to go, well, look at that. And then they did the, ah! and I, I don't have any of that. <laughs> I don't have any anything to draw from immediately to use as an example of dynamic storytelling. And then the hero stabbeth thee. And I know I'm, I'm fucked now. <laughs> and I want to be a voice actor because other people write your shit for you. I, yeah, I can, I can read the shit. I can, I can perform the shit. Don't ask me to write it. I, I just can't. <laughs> I improvise comedy people or whatever the hell I call this. Anyway, <laughs> back on Moxie because Moxie's cool. And I, and I was chatting with her yesterday to get the the clip for the, the show. And we were talking a little bit. It was, it was really quick about, you know, the whole uh, operation switcheroo. And I had so much fun doing that as much as the it's, it's a little tricky, especially when you're working with like three shows working in a kind of circular motion. But she was saying there were a lot of problems that actually happened from that and just kind of with emails and things going in spam or whatever. And people not being able to communicate as easily as they were, uh, this was kind of necessary for the, everything to go off without a hitch. 
but it was still a really fun thing to do. And I was telling her, I was like, I hope this becomes a tradition because it was really fun and it's really, it's a really good thing and a really cool idea to get other people to check out your stuff. And because it's, you know, intermixing with people that were in a similar sort of vein. So you might get some new listeners out of it. And it was kind of cool. And so it's like I said, I, I hope this becomes a regular thing. I, I'm looking forward to next year and, you know, what happens with that. But either way, whatever, that that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but you need to check out if you if you just dig trivia or history or any any of that, whatever at all. You need to go check out your brain on facts, really. And again, I, I've talked about the story behind and the dirty bits. And best I can tell you, if I'm going to tell you to go listen to a history show, it's not boring. Uh, anything on history or mythology or anything that where you're learning a bit of something, I listen to it because it's entertaining. Because at the end of the day, I want to be entertained first. If you can't entertain me, I'm not going to keep listening. I, I'm not. And I think that goes for most people. If you can't get entertained, you're not going to keep listening. And that's me. If, if she couldn't hook me on the subjects and the, the, the way she tells and the delivery and getting the stories in there to entertain while educating about Finland. I know way too much about Finland now. It's, it's kind of sad. Even that some people believe that Finland is a conspiracy. I didn't know that. <laughs> but she, she does it. She gets you in there. She hooks you. She gets the stories. And she makes it entertaining. And then you find out later that, you, oh, shit, you just learned a bunch of stuff. I love that. And she does that. So check out Your Brain on Facts at yourbrainonfacts.com. Of course, Links in the show notes and in the big recommended listening wall of fame at odddadoppodcast.com. Go there. There's, fuck, I think there's 80 some shows up there now. I need to pull a couple of down there. There's been a few that have recently uh, retired or I need to put like, an, you know, like fade them to gray or something. I don't know. I'm going to do something. But that is going to do it for me this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and putting up with my weird rambly bullshit. Remember, you can get links to all of the weird shit I talked about and all of the recommended listening and past episodes and there's links to subscribe and all of the things and how to reach me and all of that shit is at oddadoutpodcast.com. You can go there. And while you're there, subscribe to the show, share it with your friends, post it out on all the social media places. Buy a shirt. Buy a skateboard. Fuck, I have skateboards now. Did you know that? You should check it out. Check the shop tab right up there at the top. Buy yourself a skateboard. Why the fuck not? Or just a t-shirt. That works too. (laughs) Or a coffee mug because you know me and coffee. Or if you're really awesome, you can sign up on Patreon right there in the little top. It's right there next to the shop. Really, look for it. You can join and, and sign up to help support the show. Like my awesome... Awesome supporters, Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, Chris from Play Comics and Meddling Kids, Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head, and Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss, who I got to talk to this week, and she's a really cool lady. And I'm hoping we were able to get something out of that. (laughs) 
she will be coming up eventually on the list. There's just so many people I want to talk to. But I know there's there's more shit. I There's so many things I want to tell you where you need to go and you need to see me and you need to share with the people and the friends and all the stuff. I don't know. <laughs> put devices back in my head. I probably I just put them. Okay. I'm going to put them away. They're going away. Going away. Going. Okay. That's it. <laughs> that is it for the show this week. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> but if you want more weird shit and more just silly, goofy shit, because I just like posting up weird, silly, goofy shit, join the Oddballs Facebook group. I Yes, I renamed it. Because honestly, I, st- I may not post shit every day, but I like posting weird shit and silly shit. And I just... You know me at this point. I love doing things that's funny and silly and goofy and weird. And you get a little more of my personality and weirdiness besides listening to me being weird and letting the voices out sometimes. So join the group. And I'm rambling. And I've gone on way long. And I think the music is going to be running out soon. So I'm going to get going out of here. Thank you again so much. And until next week, my oddballs, thank you and good night. <laughs>